Well, good morning again. Man, what a beautiful day it is. Blake's right outside is absolutely amazing. And it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Those are, I want us to do something different this morning. Everybody take out your cell phone. Take out your cell phone. I know you got them. Hopefully they're, hopefully they're on silent, okay? Here's what I want you to do this morning, okay? I want you to take it out, and I want you to take a selfie right now with the person sitting next to you. Go ahead and smile. Here, Stacy, come see. Here, let's take a little selfie here. What's up? Oh, wait a minute. I got to turn it on. Oh, the other way. How y'all like that? Okay. There we go. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you, you don't have to do it now, but sometime today, I want you to post that to social media. I want you to tag Journey, and I want you to invite your friends to come with you next week to be a part of this series that we're in called Refocus. And uh, I tell you what, I'm excited, and the reason why is because last year we spent all year long in a series. It was awesome to be in the year of the Bible, but I'm anxious to, to go back to doing series this year. And this one actually will carry through the beginning of February as life kind of gets a little chaotic sometimes, especially through the holidays. You get so focused on shopping and the gifts and the food and the wrapping and the decorations and the family gatherings and the parties and all the weight we've gained and all that kind of stuff. And it's like your mind's all over the place. You know what I'm talking about? And as we get into January, it's always good to begin to get back into the mindset of refocusing on what is important in life. Now, before we jump off into the series, let me take a moment. I do want to welcome those who are here who are first-time guests. My name is Jay. My wife, Stacy, and I are the lead pastors here at Journey. And I also want to take a moment to welcome all of you who are joining us online. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Journey Church, can we give them a great big hand clap today just to welcome them? And then there's a couple things I do want to tell you about. I'm anxious to get in this message, but there's a few things I do want to talk to you about. First of all, you probably noticed on your way in the coffee shop over the last several weeks, we've kind of been softly opening the cafe. And it's really a cool thing today what we did, uh, since today's the first day of the new year, we actually marked off all the specialty drinks 50% off. So look at your neighbors and go get some caffeine. Okay. Here's what's going on with the coffee shop. Uh, we actually partnered with CC's Coffee, and we are kind of their guinea pig. Uh, we are what we call a We Proudly Craft CC's Coffee Shop. And what we are doing is we have all their products here. Uh, what you get at the CC's Coffee is actually what you get here at Journey Church. Every Sunday morning, we still do the free uh, coffee, the free brewed coffee. But the specialty drinks, if you want that and all that kind of stuff, there's a charge for it. Somebody asked. Uh, why are we charging retail here at the church? It didn't used to be that way. And here's what we did. I want to explain this to y'all. We decided to have coffee with a purpose. And the reason for that is because now, and CeCe's love this vision, uh, now when you go buy a specialty drink, a bottle of water, a pastry, something like that, and you pay for it, any profits from that are going towards feeding children in Belize at our care point. And so... On Sunday mornings, bypass Starbucks and CC's and come here and the coffee that you purchase, yes, you paid the same price for what you do there, but uh, the profits of it are helping out kiddos, and we love that. And so as we roll forward in the year, you're going to see a lot of uh, other cool things with the coffee shop, but uh, very excited about that. Thank you all so much for your patience in dealing with this, because I know it's a headache uh, with all the construction we went through last year, but y'all are so patient. 
And then another thing I want to talk to you all about is we just started today. Everybody say today. Seven days of fasting and prayer. Now, somebody asked me as well, Pastor Dave, we used to do 21 days of fasting. Why, why aren't we doing that? Why are we going to do seven this year? Well, here's the reason for that. Uh, we would always start off with the year with 21 days of prayer and fasting, and a lot of people would get all excited about that and fired up about it. And usually five days, 10 days, 15 days in, it began to get difficult, and a lot of people would fall off of that. And so what I told the staff this year as we were planning, I said, let's give the church family something that everybody can accomplish. I don't care if you've been serving God for one day or for 20 years. Let's have something in the mindset of prayer and fasting that everybody can accomplish. Everybody hold up seven fingers just like this. Everybody can do seven days, okay? And so what we did starting today, prayer and fasting, if you don't know what fasting is, is denying your body the things that it really wants. There's a lot of different ways you can fast. I do what's called the Daniel fast, and what that is, it's fruits, vegetables, water, uh, for whatever period of time you set. This one is seven days. And what you want to do is if you decide to do some type of fasting with food, you want to couple that with prayer, because you don't want to just be on a glorified diet. You want to be able to spend that time with the Lord. Now, there are other ways you can fast. You can fast one meal a day. You can fast certain food groups like no sugar, uh, no coffee, things like that. I love the electronic fast where you turn off social media and the TV and all that stuff for whatever long period of time. This time it's seven days. And it just kind of clears your mind, clears your heart, and helps you really refocus on what God has for you. And so what we decided to do to help us kickstart this, normally we do a worship time right in the middle of the fast. This time we decided to do it right on the front end. So tonight at 6 o'clock, we're having a worship night here. And I want to invite all of you to come back this evening at 6 o'clock. And we're going to have an, just a, an hour of solid worship and prayer time. It is going to be amazing. And so I encourage you, don't go home. I know you're going to go home and you want to take your little nap. But wake up about 5.30, 5.45, make your way back here. And we're going to have an unbelievable time of worship. And then this week, Monday through Friday, the church auditorium, this is your auditorium. It's going to be open up every morning at 6 a.m. all through the day till 5 o'clock with worship music playing. If you want to come and just take a few moments and pray here, uh, we're going to make that available to you. So come this week anytime uh, from the morning to the evening time and pray. And we're going to have an unbelievable time of prayer and fasting. Look at your neighbor and say, awesome. awesome. Now, also, I, I got to show you all this. I got, I got to show you all this. Go ahead, guys. What? What? Now, wait for it. Wait for it. Go to the next one. Yeah, that's, that's my baby girl right there. Uh, this, last, this past week, they came by the office, and I just, holding her is very therapeutic to me. I love her dearly. Stacey and I, we have taken her, uh, and she is ours. Okay, <laughs> But seriously, thank y'all so much for your prayers, and uh, we are so excited as we step into this new year with a baby girl. Uh, yesterday at, Wal at uh, Sam's Club, or not yesterday, Friday, I actually uh, was buying her a pair of rain boots, and uh, <laughs> they're sparkly, and they light up when you walk. And Stacy said, those will not fit her till she's like, you know, three. And I said, well, we can stuff them with newspapers. <laughs> so I put them back. I I'm going to have some patience in that area, but... Y'all are right, she's already got me wrapped around her little finger, and she will be in the next however many weeks, uh, Brittany will, uh, will be at church. But she did great. Thank y'all so much for the prayers and, and the thoughts that you send towards our family. Now, he, here's where we are. We're in this series. Everybody say refocus. refocus. 
And in this series, we are going to be looking at a lot of different things that are very, very important to us. In fact, there's notes in your bulletin. I want you to, if you take those out, because I'm going to challenge you here in just a few moments to make a list of something. And as we get ready to jump off in this, Jeremiah 6.16 is what's on my mind. This is what it says. It says, this is what the Lord says. Stop at the crossroads and look around. In other words, stop and take some time to look around and see what's next for your life. It says, ask for the old godly way, and I love the next four words, and walk in it. In other words, we think about the things that are godly, but don't just think about them. Walk in those things every day for your life. Travel its path, and you will find rest for your souls. How many of you here would love some rest? Raise your hand. Okay. Now, put the scripture back up for me, guys. I'm going to show them something. Notice the end there where it says, and you will find rest for your souls, dot, dot, dot. I stopped it there because that's what I want us to focus on is this portion of the scripture. What is sad about this verse is the, if you read on, basically what Jeremiah says, because this is the Lord speaking, and, and then Jeremiah finishes up the verse and he says, but basically that's not what you have chosen for your lives. So I didn't put that on there because this right here is what I want us to choose for our lives for 2019. Let's allow the things of God to be a part of our life and determine our life and dictate our life and lead our life and direct our life so that we can watch God move in our lives. Amen? And so 2019 is going to be an awesome year, and I'm very, very excited about it. And my prayer is that you will grow in the plan and the vision that God has for your life. You come with a lot of stuff for your life, but you really want to be growing in what God has for your life. Amen? So today what we're going to do is we're not going to talk about resolutions, because resolutions don't work, just being honest with y'all. What we're going to talk about today is allowing real change to take hold in our lives. And, and we're going to talk about how we can really embrace change for our lives. And this is, this is kind of what we're going to go at it in the direction of is this. It is the day after Thanksgiving of this year, me and the boys, we normally go duck hunting. But we couldn't go duck hunting this year because all the ducks have decided to stay in Canada. And it was hot. And so a friend of ours here at Journey, uh, he sent us on a little trip to go down to the, the coast and go uh, fishing. And we've ne I've never done, it, done any saltwater fishing, but we were headed down there and we went through New Orleans and we went through there's some towns west we go, go, I think, and Bell Chase and some different places like that. And we were hungry. We hadn't eaten. It felt like since Thanksgiving Day. But uh, we, we hadn't eaten. And so I asked the boys, I said, where do you want to stop at? And they named several places. I said, you know what would be good is Five Guys. Y'all like Five Guys? I just had a, I just had a thing for a burger. I, I'm not supposed to be eating that stuff. Y'all don't tell my cardiologist. But uh, I just had one of those days, I got to have a juicy, greasy, nasty burger. And so the boys said, that, that would be amazing. But, Dad, what are the chances of us finding uh, a Five Guys burger like right, like here. I said, well, Google it. And guess what? There was a Five Guys like two and a half miles away. God was all over that, okay? I'm just saying. <laughs> so anyway, we go to Five Guys. We go in there. We order our food, and, and I'm, I'm there at the counter. And you ever have that time where you're really hungry and you order too much food? So I said, give me the, the big, big burger. And then, you know, I'm really hungry, so go ahead and give me the smaller burger too. And so, got the big burger, the small burger, the big fries, the drink, all that stuff. And I go sit down, and we're sitting there eating peanuts, and I'm really hungry. So I eat a bunch of peanuts. Then they bring our food, and I start eating that big burger. And I get about halfway through, and I realize, like, holy cow, I have ordered too much food. And it was like $600, too. <laughs> so, 
There is no way. And the boys are like, Dad, did you really order two burgers? I'm like, yes, I'm ashamed, but yes. And so anyway, I, I, I started, I'm getting, starting to get full before I even get through with the first burger. And I make my way through, and I eat that burger one bite at a time, one bite at a time. And I, you know, stuff a few fries in there as well, one bite at a time, one bite at a time. And I get through, and I'm like, okay, I, I can't eat that other burger. And so they're like, well, it's going to go to waste then. And I said, well, no, I can't be wasting Jesus' money. So I took that burger, and, and I, I started eating it too. Don't judge me. Okay. <laughs> And the boys, they were kind of like, you know, they were like, dad, dad, dad. I'm... So anyway, one bite at a time, I ate that second burger, y'all. It was good, too. I'm not going to lie to you. But, you know, it's like, because you, know, you, you look at it, and it's so much food. You're like, how in the world can I ever eat that? And it's overwhelming. But I ate that burger one bite at a time. And I started thinking about that in regards to, to the new year because so many times we have these huge plans that we want to see implemented in our life and, and we make all these huge resolutions and those things fall by the wayside about statistically uh, about four to six weeks in all of that has gone by the wayside. So how can we make real lasting change that's not overwhelming to us? Well, here's the thought on it is we make real lasting change one bite at a time. We break it down into bite-sized pieces to where it's not so overwhelming to us to where we can begin to implement that within our lives. And so you might say, well, Pastor Jay, but you just don't understand because in the past I've set goals for my life and I've failed and I've fallen flat on my face. But here's what I want you to get. I love this particular verse in Isaiah 43, 18 where it says, forget the former things and do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a, what does it say? New thing. Everybody say new thing doing a new thing and I'm gonna tell you what 2019 is a new year and today is a new and fresh day and I'm trusting God to do some amazing things throughout this year and so what we're gonna do we're gonna take some time and we're gonna start breaking life down into bite-sized manageable pieces so it's not so overwhelming for all of us as we really embrace change. And over the next several weeks, we're going to talk about a lot of different areas. It's going to be really cool. And I encourage you, I need you to do me a favor. Y'all got to commit to be back throughout this series. But I need you to go out and invite a friend, a neighbor, a relative. A lot of times we think about that, oh, I need to get so-and-so here. But then we Saturday night at like midnight, we oh, I forgot. And, uh, but what I want you to do is to help me throughout this month and let's invite our friends and our neighbors and our relatives to come out and be a part of this series so that we can all begin to see change take place within our lives. And here's where I want to take you first. If we're going to break life down into bite-sized manageable pieces, what are the steps towards that? Here's the first step. Take this as a note. It's in your bulletin. But the first step is this. You have to discover what is truly important to you. Okay? Now notice this. Look up on the screen there. Discover what is truly important to, what's, what's the last two words? That actually was not a part of the original notes. I went back and changed them later in the week because what's important to you may not be important to me and what's important to me may not be important to you. You got to discover what's important to you, okay? 
And here's the problem. So many times we're running through life trying to make everybody happy, trying to please everybody, trying to do everything, and we're running ourselves ragged, okay? We're stressed out, we're worried, and we got all these things that are going on, we got a lot of anxiety, and this is what Proverbs tells us. Proverbs says in regards to that in 1724, it says, sensible people keep their eyes glued on wisdom. Throughout this month, we're going to be looking at a lot of wisdom, and we want to be sensible people, am I right? Look what it says after that, but fools' eyes wander to the ends of the earth. What does that mean? It means they're all over the place. It means they're running around trying to make everybody happy, trying to do everything, trying to, you know, life is just overwhelming for them. And here's the problem with that. Uh, I want you to understand that there, there's something you need to get in your heart. This is a news flash. You can't please everybody. You can't make everybody happy. Here's another one. You can't do everything. And if you do, the second part of that verse that you just saw is going to be applicable to your life. You're going to begin to feel foolish. You're going to begin to make foolish decisions because you're all over the place. And here's the problem. We're running around trying to make everybody happy, trying to do everything. And in my opinion, I think that that's probably why we're one of the most heavily medicated uh, industrialized nations on the planet. Because people, they're trying to please everybody, and when they can't, they get really anxious about that. Or they try to make everybody happy, and when they don't, they feel rejected by that. And as a result, we, we take anti-anxiety medications, we take antidepressants, we have all these different things that we have in our life trying to, to help us make our way through that, when in reality, if we would just learn to lay some things down and learn to, to, to really find out what is important to us in life, to me, that is the steps towards peace and fruitfulness as we walk throughout 2019. So you got to discover what is important to you. And here's what I want to ask you to do. If you were forced to narrow life down to three, of the, uh, to three or four of the most important things, what would your list look like? What would it look like? Some of y'all already know right now, just boom, right off the top of your mind, you started thinking of, of a couple of things, and you can go ahead and write that down right now on your, on your note sheet there if you want to, because here's my challenge to you. I challenge you to narrow your life down to three or four of the most important things. What's important to you? Here's my list. Number one, my faith. My faith is the most important thing to me in the entire world. Now, most people say, well, what do you mean, not your wife? No, my wife's number two, okay? She's known that from day one. I always tell her, you're the second best thing that's ever happened to me, babe. And she's like, I appreciate that order. Because here's the thing, if I put her in front of God, then we got major issues, okay? Because I'm going to start expecting out of her only things that God can do for my heart. And whenever she can't do the things for my heart that only God can do, I'm going to get frustrated in her. And the next thing you know, it's World War Three. okay? So... Number one on my list is my faith. Now, there's a lot of things that come underneath that. My prayer time, my worship time, my word time, my preaching time, uh, the, the interaction that I have with people who, who don't have faith within their lives. In other words, uh, part of that is me drawing people to come to Christ, inviting people to come to church. Uh, part of that is included with my finances through our, our tithes and our offerings. Uh, there's a lot that comes underneath that one particular thing. But the most important thing in my life is my faith. Guess what number two is? I already told you. It's family. Number two is family. And my wife, top of the list right there. You're top of the mark, babe. Okay? 
I better be working on my family, on my marriage, because if I'm not working on my marriage, then guess what? My family's going to suffer the repercussions of that. And underneath that comes my kids, comes my granddaughter. Did I tell y'all she's beautiful? I just, I had this. Can we put the pictures back? No, I'm just kidding. I, I am that grandfather who will show pictures all the time, okay? But seriously, my, my family comes, and then from my, my wife to my immediate family, I have our extended family, my mom and dad, her grandmother, cousins, aunts, uncles, all that. We want to make sure that we have good relationship there. Well, guess what number three is for me? I got faith, I got family. Number three is my friends. Now, there's a lot of different levels of friends. That can include my church friends. That can include my, my CrossFit family friends. That can include my friends that I know at different places throughout town. That can also include friends that are like way far away. I got a lot of friends in Lafayette. I got friends in Florida. There's different levels of friendships. And I want to make sure that those relationships that I have are healthy, good, solid friendships and relationships. So sometimes there has to be boundaries in place, and I have to know where that friendship is. Is it growing? Sometimes there's some things, if a friendship becomes toxic, sometimes you've got to cut that friendship off, okay? So we're going to talk about a lot of these different things throughout January. And then I went ahead and added a fourth one on, because this is very important to me and Stacey this year. we got faith, we got family, we got friends. And for us, number four are finances, okay? And, and, and underneath finance, you say, well, why did you include that in the list? Because finances are a major part of people's lives. And for Stacy and I, we've had a lot of discussions over the last several months about our finances because there's some things we want to see happen. Now, you say, well, what, is, what all does that include? That includes, first of all, top of the list for us, we've been tithing for 27 years now, and that's something that we will never miss at all. And, and so with that, I understand that it's not really my finances, it's God's finances, Okay. And so with that, we want to make sure that there's budgeting in place. We want to make sure that we're able to do the things with our finances that he leads us to do. And as we are now grandparents, we want to make sure that we prepare appropriately for retirement. <laughs> so didn't really think about that, but apparently now I'm old because people call me Papa, okay? <laughs> so that's our four. And with that in mind, those are some things that we're going to be talking about throughout the month of January, actually into the first week of February, as we refocus and understand what is really important to us in life. So what does your list look like? What, what does your list look like? What is important to you? And, and in that list, uh, you need to make sure that as you go through it, you're honest with yourself and you're honest with God too. Okay, so I, I like that because quite honestly, we have to discover what is truly important to us. But here's the next thing. Here's step two. You got to prioritize your actions for 2019. You can't just make a list because from there, then you need to prioritize and put some things into action within your life. Uh, if you're going to be successful, you've got to learn the word prioritize. That's huge. If you want to be successful, you need to make sure that you're applying Psalms 90, 12 to your life where it says, teach us to number our days aright, and then we will gain a heart of wisdom. You're only given so many days, and you want to make sure that you're not wasting your days or your time throughout the day on things that are kind of trivial, all right? So you want to make sure that you're prioritizing what is important to you in life. And here's the thing. There's a lot of stuff that we have to do, am I right? How many of y'all are busy? Okay. Seriously, are y'all here? Okay. How many of y'all are busy? You, you're busy. We, we got a lot of stuff to do. So if you're going to do the things that are important to you, you've got to prioritize those things. And one of the things I'm going to challenge you on right now, I'm going to challenge you in two things. First of all, this fast, 
Don't just take these next seven days and be like, nah, whatever. Prioritize it for your life. Plan over the next seven days how you're going to fast and spend time with God. Plan out prayer time. Okay, at lunchtime, I'm going to fast lunch, and I'm going to take that time, even if i got to go out to my car in the parking lot, and I'm going to put on some worship music. I'm just going to pray, all right? Uh, come by here. The auditorium will be open. You, if you don't have to be at work till 7, come by for five minutes in the morning and devote that time to prayer and then go to work. Come tonight for the worship night and, and really press in and just honor God w- with your time. I, I, I'm going to tell you something. We've got to prioritize the things that are truly important within our lives. Here's another thing I'm going to challenge you in as well. A lot of people want to get involved here at the church. We get asked about that all the time. And we tell everybody to go through our growth track. And actually, the first step in our growth track is next Sunday as we roll into this new year at 5 o'clock. My wife and I teach that class. We've actually renamed everything. It's now step one, step two, step three to make it really easy. So somebody says, what are my steps to being involved here? Journey? We just say, step one for you is this. So step one next Sunday, Stacy and I are going to teach that. We'll talk to you about our vision, what we believe, and we get to hang out with y'all. And we love hanging out with families here at Journey Church. So I want to encourage you. What's important to you as you write that down Put the activities in place and make sure that you're prioritizing those things for your life. Because there's only so many things that you can fit in your life. Am I right? And and here's what happens. So many times we try to pack everything in and it just doesn't work. Uh, Let me me ask you this. How many, do y'all travel? Okay. Are y'all like us? Because typically we know about a trip like weeks, months out. And we start packing for the trip like at midnight. Like, we have to catch a flight at like 6 o'clock in the morning. We start packing like midnight that night. Does anybody else do that? Okay, thank you. I feel a whole lot better. And this is how it is. I have my suitcase. It's a little carry-on. And I know I can only get so much stuff in here. And everything in my suitcase is exact. I mean, it is perfectly packed in there. And I mean, I've got my T-shirts here, jeans here, socks here, underwear here, toiletry bag here. I know that I can get this much in this bag because I put it in here this way. Now, Stacy's bag, she got this giant bag we put like the car in, you know. It's huge. And I go over there and I'm like, how many pairs of shoes do you have to take on a trip? We're only going for two days and you have like 20 pairs of shoes. And she's like, well, these are my shoes that I fly in. These are the shoes that I wear in the hotel room. These are the shoes that I have in case we have to get dressed up. These are the shoes that I have in case it's casual. I'm like, I got one pair of shoes. But... She's got her bag, and one time we made the mistake, this was several trips back, I said, listen, we're going to make this easy. We're taking one bag. Y'all done that too? (laughs) One bag. And she kind of had that look on her face like, I don't know about this. I'm like, trust me, I can make this work. And so had the big bag, she put all her stuff in it, and I walked up with my stuff, and the bag was already full, y'all. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, we got to do something here. So I took everything out. I knew we could get so much stuff. And I took it and I I packed it and put everything in there just right. Then I had Stacey sit on the suitcase and we zipped it shut. And she said, it's going to be over the weight for us to be able to check it. I'm like, no, no, trust me, we're right on the line. I knew that we could only get so much stuff in that suitcase. And it had to be organized. It had to be in there just right. Now, it didn't look like that on the return trip. On the return trip, you know, you're just throwing everything in there and zipping it up. But our lives are the same exact way. You can only get so much stuff in your life. 
And the reason why we're so overwhelmed, the reason why we're so stressed out, the reason why we've got so many things that have got us to the, just at, the, at our wit's end is because we're not willing to lay down some trivial things. We think everything is of equal importance. And guess what? It is not of equal importance. I, I'm going to tell you something, and I, I believe this with all of my heart. If we would learn to lay some things down, and we think, well, that's so important. Lay it down. You're going to experience the peace of God and the joy of God in your life throughout 2019. So prioritize. You've got to discover what's important to you. But then you have to prioritize those activities. And here's the next thing. You've got to enjoy your priorities. I like this. Because let me tell you something. Don't prioritize something just because you think you have to do it. Okay? Don't prioritize something if you don't like to do it. All right, somebody's like, well, I'm going to lose some weight. I'm going to exercise this year. And that lasts two days, okay? You know why? Because you don't like to exercise, all right? You don't like to go to the gym and, and get on all that equipment and all that kind of stuff. And so here's what I want to tell you. Find something that you enjoy doing. There's a lot of, if you want to get healthy, for, for me, I hate going to the gym. And, and I hate going in there and trying to figure out all that equipment. And so I shared with y'all last year, one of the things I discovered was I, I love CrossFit. Got into that. And now we got a great CrossFit family over at C3. Got a little community going on. And got CrossFitters at other gyms that I'm friends with. And here's the thing. I discovered something that I absolutely love doing. And we were laughing about it in the office the other day. Saying, who in the world would have ever thought that uh, CrossFit would be Pastor Jay's hobby? But you've got to find something you enjoy. Everybody say enjoy. Don't do it just because you have to. Do it because you like doing it. And here's one of the things that I've discovered. A lot of people, they don't not read their Bible and they don't not pray because they don't love God. They don't not read their Bible and not pray just because they have not discovered a way that they actually enjoy doing it. Okay? And so here's the thing. Throughout January, I want to show you how you can read your Bible. I want to show you how you can pray. I want to show you how you can build great friendships and relationships. I want to show you how you can deal uh, with your finances in a way, all of these things that you're going to enjoy. And so throughout this week, that's what, this month, that's what we're going to be talking about. And we find this from the example of Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12, it says this in verse 1. It says, let us strip off every weight that slows us down especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Look at this. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and now he is seated at the place of honor beside God's throne. How in the world could he have joy about going to the cross? How's that even possible? Here it is. He had joy about going to the cross because of the love he had in his heart for all of us. So how, man, Pastor Jay, read my Bible. I try and it's just so hard. It's just dry. There's nothing there. I try to pray and I, I sit down and I talk, you know, in this, this the heavenliest father is up there somewhere. I don't understand how... I, can really connect with God. How can I have joy in my heart about this? Well, we're going to talk about that a little bit further throughout this month. But here's what I want you to do. You understand that you find your example in Jesus. And you need to understand that the things that we do in, in studying our Bible and praying in our worship time, that we actually can find the greatest joy in those things. 
whenever we look at our personality and we begin to study and pray and worship through the personality that God gave us. I'm going to share some personal things with y'all about that in the weeks to come. But you need to enjoy the priorities that God has for your life. Here's the next thing, last uh, the, number four, is you got to fight for your priorities. Because I'm going to tell you something, the moment's going to come, it's going to happen when you don't feel like doing something. I've put it in place, Pastor Jay, this year. I'm going to get up in the morning at 6 o'clock. I'm going to have my devotional time. And, you know, about two weeks in, and all of a sudden you're a little more tired than you normally are, and the alarm goes off, and you're tempted to hit snooze and hit snooze and hit snooze, and you miss that devotional time. you got to fight for your priorities. you got to make sure that you've got discipline. Everybody say discipline. I can't say that, Pastor Jay. That's an ugly word. No. Discipline is a beautiful word, and it's something that we all need to have at place within our lives because we're going to have to fight for the things that are important. And here's how discipline works. You remember whenever you were, I don't know, it could have been Thanksgiving Day, it could have been Christmas Day, it could have been New Year's Day, and you had gotten that place where you had eaten a lot and you were full, but later on you walked by the dessert table. And you've already had three pieces of pecan pie and two pieces of pumpkin pie. What? And you walk by and all of a sudden you hear a voice. Hey. And you're like, who is that? And the pecan pie says, it's me. And the pecan pie says, you need me in your life. You're like, I've already had three pieces of you. And the pecan pie says, four would be good. Five's even better. (laughs) You got at that moment to make a decision whether or not you're going to have what? Remember the word, discipline. Remember that word, okay? You're going to push back and say, no, no. I'm going to say no to that. In our lives throughout 2019, we need to make sure discipline's a part of our life. We're going to have to fight for the things that we prioritize. You make a date night with mama because you want to work on your marriage. And all of a sudden, you, you've got more at work, and you've got the option, well, I, I need to stay at work late and do these things and blah, blah, blah. Or are you going to say, you know what? That's going to be here tomorrow. I'm going to go work on my marriage. You've got to fight for your priorities. Hebrews 12, 11 says, no discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful. But afterwards, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. Discipline's a wonderful thing. Fight for your priorities. And then here's the last one, and this is something that I want us to do throughout this entire year. Is number five, you've got to evaluate your priorities. That's why we're not doing resolutions this year. Because we make resolutions, we break them, we forget them. And then the next year we repeat the process. But what about this? What if throughout the year we evaluated our priorities? What if we evaluated on a regular basis our marriage? And we said, well, where am I at? Am I pouring the things into this marriage that that need to be poured into this? Or my family, am I spending the right amount of time, good quality time with my kids? What about my faith? Is God at the top of the list? Or has he slipped down in the order? Now, Now he's number three. Now even my hobbies have gotten more important than God. I'm gonna say that throughout this year, If you want to be able to break life down into bite-sized, manageable pieces, if you really want to see change take place within your life, you've got to be able to evaluate your life all throughout the year. Here's the best part of all. 
God wants to help us with that. Through the Holy Spirit, He wants to be the one who will guide us and lead us throughout this year. He wants to give us wisdom regarding our finances. He wants to give us wisdom regarding our marriage and our families. He wants to be the one who will counsel us in how to make our marriage the healthiest it's ever been. He wants to be the one who will give us the direction we need whenever we don't know what to do with our kids. If we will learn to rely on the Holy Spirit and allow that relationship with Him to grow, the more dependent we become on Him, we're going to see the easier for us life becomes and the easier change becomes. I like what John 10.10 10 says. I'm going to read this to you out of the message translation. Jesus said, I, I came so that they can have real and eternal life. I love that. More and better life than they ever dreamed of. What, what a beautiful scripture. More and, and a better life than we've ever dreamed of. That's the very reason why Jesus came. And it's the very reason why when Jesus stepped off this earth, he said, hey guys, it's good for you that I'm leaving because guess what? The one who's coming behind me, the Holy Spirit, will be a tremendous benefit to your life. So this year, let our hearts be open to the Holy Spirit leading us and directing us. I'm going to ask everybody to stand to your feet. Go ahead and stand to your feet. And you got some choices to make because I'm going to ask you to go home and make your list. What is it going to look like for you? Will it be three things? Will it be four things? Narrow it down. Don't, don't have a list of like ten things. Make a list of what's important to you. Then prioritize it. Fight for it. Evaluate it all throughout the year. And watch the change that takes place. And next year, January of 2019, you'll be able to look back and you'll be able to say, hey, guess what? There was some real change that took place in my life. And God did some amazing things in me. Trust me, it's a good thing. Let's pray. Father, we love you so much. And thank you for who you are within our lives. Holy Spirit, I pray that throughout this year, that you would impart your wisdom, your direction. You would be the counselor for us. We need you like never before. You would be the one who comforts our hearts and our minds. You would be the one who would give us wisdom. You would be the one who would empower us when we're facing things that seem so difficult. Holy Spirit, let our hearts be open to you and fill us with your presence and begin a work in all of us throughout this year so that we can make a difference in this world for you. Father, I speak blessings over every family, over every person that is here today. They're not here by mistake or accident. But Father, they're here because you purposed them to be here. And I pray that this message would be one that gets down in all of our hearts and our spirits. It takes hold so that we can begin to affect the change that you really desire to be at place within our lives. We thank you for a great 2019 that we will honor you and praise you. In Jesus' name, what's everybody say together? Come on, let's give the Lord a good hand clap today. He's so good to us.